Hey friends, and welcome back to the Habits and Home Show. I'm so glad you're here today, as I have really missed you. I didn't get an episode out last week because it was personally just a busy week for us. I started a new business. Yes, another thing that I'm doing. I'm trying to balance all the things and keep it all organized. But I also went through our homeschool stuff and was preparing for homeschooling, as well as we did some out-of-state traveling to see my new great-nephew. So it was a pretty busy week for us, and I apologize for not getting an episode out for you last week. But I am back this week with actually two episodes. So speaking of organizing your homeschool stuff, That is what we're talking about today. Five steps to back to school decluttering and organizing. And here's your checklist for all of that for homeschoolers. And there's some public school tips thrown in as well. So if you're a homeschooling mom, this is going to be great for you. And if you're a public school mom, you are going to get some gold nuggets out of this episode as well to keep you organized at home and getting all of your systems in place for when you do leave the home to take your kids to school. Let's dive in. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. One of my absolute favorite topics to cover here on the podcast is the process of decluttering and getting organized. I love giving y'all step-by-step instructions of how to declutter your home so you can create a more peace-filled life because I know what it's like to live beyond my capacity. And typically when people are stressed in their home and they're living a hurried, frantic, junk-filled life is because they have taken on too much and they are living beyond their capacity. And typically, it starts with the stuff in your home. And we know that it goes back to self-discipline, saying no to ourselves, and and learning how to live more minimal. So today on the show, I am going to take you through the process that I went through to declutter my homeschool and get ready for the upcoming year. I love this time of year. Fall is my favorite time of the year. I love school shopping and new clothes shopping and new school supply shopping. I love the smell of like crayon boxes. I am kind of nerdy in that way. And probably the reason why, or partly the reason why I became a teacher several years ago. I just love 
um, schedules and I love expectation. I love having a goal and achieving it. I love the whole idea of schooling. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I homeschool and we're starting a new homeschool year. And the best thing to do if you're a homeschooling family or even a public school family, I know some of you still public go to public school or private school and you need to get organized as well. So I know that these tips can apply to anyone who is schooling their children. All right, so the first step that you're gonna wanna take is obviously clear out old curriculum. Go ahead and get it cleared out. You're probably gonna wanna prep for your evaluations if you haven't done them already. And I really recommend keeping only what is necessary for your portfolio audits in case you are audited by your school board. I was a um, homeschool evaluator for quite some time. And in the state of Florida where I live, homeschooling is very easy and we, our school board doesn't require, our state doesn't require a lot of documentation. So really think about what your state requires and only keep the bare minimum. Typically, they just want to see yearly growth. And for me, that means keeping my beginning of the year assessment and then my end of the year assessment. I also like to keep reading logs because I like to um, look back and refer to how much my kids have read and to really show them their growth. So beginning of the year samples and end of the year samples of your core subjects, I think is going to be enough, but make sure that you refer to your state standards. All right, so after you have decided what curriculum needs to be cleared out, you are going to decide what to do with that unused or old curriculum. So you're either going to toss workbooks that you've already used or sell your unused or good curriculum. I am in the currently in the process of selling my unused or my good curriculum on Facebook Marketplace. And I recommend selling it for at least 30 to 40% off, especially if it is in good condition. Mamas are looking for a deal for their children, especially um, if they have multiple cho children. So bundling up your books is going to um, help them out a lot. And um, just just put them on there. And, and trust me, homeschooling mamas are out there looking for used materials. And if you do not sell your materials, you can donate them or give them away to another homeschooling mom. So don't keep them just because you've spent a lot of money on them. Get them out of your home and get them into the hands of someone who can utilize them. All right, step number two is to think about the curriculum that you need, the goals that you have for your children for this year, and purchase new curriculum and supplies. Only order what you're actually going to use based on your homeschool habits from previous years, all right? So you may have been a little overzealous in the past and ordered a bunch of workbooks and you never got around to them. Think about that and think about your habits. I recommend starting your year off with only a couple of curriculum materials and you can always go back and add more as your children develop good habits and good consistency with their score you don't want to overbuy and then underuse your materials you don't have to start math and reading and writing 
and language arts and all the other subjects, science and history, all on the first day of school. The good thing about homeschooling is that you get to choose. So if you want to wait to buy some of your curriculum later on and budget it out over a couple of weeks or a couple of months, that's okay to do. When you can, utilize free resources. And when they're little, when your kids are little, I I don't really think that you need a formal curriculum until they're about second grade. Really, they are just learning their letters, their letter sounds, their numbers, how to count. And just think about around your home, how your children are learning and how you can expand their learning. If you want them to read, then teach them to read. And you do that by having your child on your lap, listening to books. Sometimes we overcomplicate learning and it really is very, very simple. It's just a matter of breaking it down to the, the core foundations of each subject. So if you're teaching your child to read, start with the very basics, okay? Start with letter sounds and letter recognition, and you really can get away with free materials until they're about in second grade, okay? Um, Also check Facebook Marketplace for used curriculum at a cheaper price. Just like you're selling your materials, you can also find materials. Ask other homeschooling friends when they're done with their homeschooling curriculum, if you can borrow them or if you can purchase it from them to help them out. And like I said earlier, space out your purchasing, your curriculum, and until you know what you're actually going to use for the year. Step number three is to create a designated school space. So you've already cleared out your curriculum. You've already ordered your new curriculum and it's coming in the mail. In the meantime, go ahead and create a designated school space. That might mean your dining room, your bedroom, a school room if you have it. I even have some friends that have turned an old shed into their schoolhouse. How cute is that? And I really think that you need to have a consistent school area because it's going to, especially in the beginning. Now, if you want to eventually um, go to other places in the home, like the couch or outside on a, a picnic blanket, yes, that's great. But in the very beginning of your school year, consistency is key in forming those foundations and those habits, okay? I hope you can't hear the rain that is going on right now. (laughs) All right, so the next thing, oh, as far as creating a designated school space. So I really recommend storing school supplies on shelves and not in bins or baskets, unless the baskets are small and they're labeled clearly with the contents inside. Baskets tend to be a trap for clutter. And a lot of crafty moms end up hoarding or hanging on to things in hopes that they or in with the thought that they might use them for their children's homeschooling and what happens is you forget what's in there and you end up not using it so if you are a recovering um collector and you are trying to get more organized and minimal in your homeschooling and keep it a little bit more streamlined i recommend tossing those baskets or putting all those contents in those big Rubbermaid containers and just putting them away for this year or for the first half of the year and see what you actually need. So keep your school supplies and your school storage really minimal 
and on open shelving. When you store on open open shelving, it's a reminder of what is there. And when the children can see what is there, they know exactly where to find it and they know where exactly where to return it to. So in those open shelves, make sure you put labels so your kids can easily return those items. Also, keep the furniture super simple and minimal. Don't overdo your storage units because they too will collect clutter. For us this year, I thought it was so so cool. I have to tell you this story. So we were having a mentor mom meeting at my house. It's our first one for the year. And I plan on having them for our co-op friends um, every other month throughout the school year. And so that morning, I actually drove to the store to go get some orange juice. And on the way, I saw these two little desks on the side of the road. And I thought, Oh my goodness, those two little desks are going to be perfect because I have been renovating my boys' bedroom and they only use it to sleep. They really do. We have an, a farmhouse and an, we have an upstairs, big upstairs room for the boys that share their room. And we, I had been renovating, put in some board and batting on their walls, and I wanted to do built-in desk so they can have their own designated area where they can have shelving and store their trophies and their ribbons and everything and have built-in desk. Well, time has been crunching, you know, getting close. And we had did not have time to build those built-in desks. And I thought it was so neat how the Lord just provided those little desks on the side of the road. And you know what? We're in the second day of schooling and those desks are perfect for them. They're really minimal. They were free and they're getting the job done. So keep your furniture simple and minimal because when you are habit training your children, don't overdo it. Too much is going to distract them and get them to where they're not consistent. They have too much to manage too much to manage and when we have too much to manage, we are living beyond our capacity and it's just not a good place to be. All right, step number four is to then, once your curriculum and your supplies come in, is to organize that curriculum and supplies. Wow, the lightning is and thunder is happening outside. So I hope it's not messing up the recording. Um, so keep curriculum and, and your supplies simple and minimal, all right? Only buy what you're actually going to use. Know what kind of mom you are. Are you a crafty mom? Do you actually use the materials that you collect and, or the ones that you get for free? You know you have you go to those um those places and some, you know, old lady is getting rid of all of her old crafty stuff and you think, "Wow, this is all free." Friend, have some self-control and know your season of life. Are you that crafty mom right now? Probably not. Now, maybe you are. Maybe you are, and you love to have crafts for your kids, then that is great. For me, that is not the place that I'm in right now. I need minimal in my life. So discipline yourself to use what you have before adding anything more. Let me repeat that. Discipline yourself to use what you have before adding anything more. And again, use open shelving for your storage. Baskets appear to be a good answer for collecting items, but that's not exactly what they do. 
I mean, I'm sorry. That is exactly what they do. They end up collecting and we don't need to be collectors. We need to be managers of our home and actually use the things that we have. So keep things nice and minimal. All right. And then create good habits with that open shelving storage. And like I said, label everything to where your children are having, creating those habits of returning items where they're supposed to go. I don't personally like to badger or hound my family. So I let the labels do that for me. Okay. All right. Step number five is to create a daily routine. This is so important. So important. Usually a lot of moms, they buy the curriculum and they set up their their cute little homeschooling area and they dive in and they are so stressed out because they don't create a daily routine. They're not thinking ahead, they're not planning, and they're not creating a flow for their their day. So use habit stacking to train your kids to develop daily habits in the home and for homeschooling. So habit stacking is where you have one habit that you've already achieved, you've already mastered, you've already solidified it in your day, and you stack another habit onto that habit that you've already mastered. And so that whenever you do the first habit that you've mastered, it triggers in your mind. It's a cue, we like to call it, a cue for you to do the next habit. So for instance, for your children, if the ha- if the habit is you want them to um, make their bed when they wake up, so that's going to be the first habit. The habit that you're going to stack after that is after you wake up, you're going to make your bed, and then you're going to come downstairs for breakfast. After you finish your breakfast, you're going to go right to your, your school desk and start on your morning work. Okay, you see how that flow of habit stacking can create this automaticity in your home. And hello, I need my home to run on autopilot. (laughs) All right. So keep your daily routine consistent. It will only become a habit if you are consistent, mama. And I know a lot of us struggle with consistency. So you've got to be desperate enough to actually do it and to stick with it. All right. Um, So consistency creates independence and security. I want my children to be independent. So in the beginning, yes, you are going to have to be consistent in training them and reminding them and molding them into these habits. But once you are consistent with them over a period of time, they will become independent and they will do these automatically. So we have to do the hard task first to train them. And that means that mama, we have to be consistent ourselves. So get support and accountability through joining a local homeschool co-op. So you're, if you're having a hard time with your daily routine and being consistent to actually do your schoolwork and to make your kids do their homeschool work, get accountability and support with a homeschool co-op. We actually started our started a new one this year and um it's been we started actually today (laughs) today was our first day of our co-op and it is just so beautiful and all of the mamas are like thank you so much i needed this i needed this accountability i needed my children to be accountable so if you're struggling with accountability in your homeschooling then definitely join a local co-op all right the next thing 
in creating a daily habit is to get a family calendar and post it in your command center and teach one of your children to be in charge with updating the calendar. My Lucas, who is nine years old, he kept asking me, what day is it? What day is it? And when you're homeschooling, your kids really don't have a sense of time. So I I said, honey, I'm going to get you a calendar. And he loves checking off the calendar. He loves asking me, what do we have on the calendar for this week? And he, and he's only nine years old. He's in fourth grade. And so him being in charge of the calendar actually helps with um, him, his writing skills, his planning skills. And he's my child who would probably be labeled as ADHD if he went to public school. So this is helping him so much. So get a family calendar and teach one of your children to keep up with it. And that way you're going to create a good weekly and monthly routine. Okay. If you work from home, don't multitask. Ugh, I did this for too many years working from home in my network marketing business and in my other businesses that I've created. Um, I tried to multitask while I homeschooled and it just did not work. It created a lot of frustration. So I learned to time block and it has been life changing and life giving to not only me, but also to my family. So try to have some self-control and not multitask while you're homeschooling. Give your kids your entire attention and then train them to allow you to work during your work time block. All right, friends, I hope that you got some good nuggets out of all of those steps. I'm gonna go back over them for you really quickly. So to organize and declutter your um, your homeschool, your back to school declutter and organization checklist for homeschoolers and public schoolers can utilize this too, is to first clear out old curriculum. Number two, purchase new curriculum and supplies and make sure you take your kids school, school supply shopping because I didn't take my daughter and I got her a new planner and she was very upset with me that I didn't let her pick it out. So I had to return that one and let her pick out the one she wanted. So make sure you take your kids because they really enjoy that little tradition. Number three is to create a designated school space. Number four, organize new curriculum and supplies using open shelving. And number five is to create a daily routine. And that daily routine is really, really important. Speaking of daily routines, I have a gift for you. I like to utilize resets in my home and I do a daily reset of our home every single night because it helps me to have a better tomorrow. So I have that checklist for you over at habitsandhome.com. Make sure you swing by over there and download it. Now, if you are a mama who is working from home, homeschooling, and your life, you just feel like it is a wreck and it is a mess. Well, I have some online coaching where I help you declutter your home and organize it and just get your life more streamlined and systemized. So if you would also like to check out that online decluttering sessions that I have, you can go to habitsandhome.com services to check those out. All right, I'll see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.